0: Well, Brock, we're gonna continue our conversation here, episode 22, and um, yeah, I think Brock, I've yeah, as I've, said, I've known you a few years, what I love is you're you love the heart and emotions, and you lo- and then this mind, and you love taking people that are broken in their experience, but helping them experience Jesus. And so we're gonna talk about emotions in this episode okay. a little bit. And I'll let you frame how you want to go and. So we were talking a little bit before. Um, yeah, why don't you just start? What's, what's dear to your heart as a pastor and a psychologist? If, um, what, what do you love sharing and helping um, someone know about themselves and about Jesus? I'd
1: love to just hear that. There's a, there's a phrase that I've not been able to find anywhere. I don't know who the author is. <clears throat> but the phrase literally is, the death of a man is the loss of a universe. And, and that just makes the, hmm. the, the equivalent is the death and there's an Eastern Middle Eastern phrase or African phrase that says, "The, the death of a man is the loss of a library." But, but to frame it this way, the death of a man is the loss of a universe," to me, captures a, um, an essence of who the Lord Jesus is and how he relates to the people um around us, how he relates to each one of us individually. There is nobody on the planet, Matthew, who has your network of relationships. Right. Just nobody. Nobody. It's it's not duplicable. We can't we
0: can't it's unique to us, right? Each we, has our own network.
1: It's unique to each particular individual and not only that, but your experiences, how how you look at things, how you orient things, your sense of humor, how you have the unique palette that you yeah. have, just at the physical level, these physical characteristics and qualities that are part of what make you the unique individual who you are. Those things also play out in the in the unique spiritual realm as well, because Lord Jesus has placed. An aspect of his character and his nature personally mm. in you can only be expressed by you. So the intrinsic value that you have as a person in the kingdom of God, as a person to the Lord Jesus, is unique to him in his That's expression to you. Because so the, there's nobody else on the planet like you, which means, and this is, where, this is where the emotional point comes in, there is nobody who can bring your heart to the king. Hmm. that there's nobody else who, who bears your heart. There's nobody who's had your experiences. There's nobody who's had your kind of interaction with the Lord Jesus. You've had interactions with the King of kings and Lord of lords that nobody else on the planet has ever had wow. because you are that intrinsically right. unique. And the scriptures say in, in Hebrews 1 that the world is upheld by the word of his power. Yeah, it's an amazing okay. you, It's a stunning right. thought. Right. So gravity is gravity because Jesus sustains gravity. <laughs> he, he upholds gravity. Right. The world is in the perfect 93 million miles from the sun because that is the perfect He declared distance. it, didn't he? Yes. It's the perfect distance. The earth is tilted on its axis to allow the seasons, and it stays in, the, in its revolution around the sun because the Lord Jesus sustains that by the word of his power. Okay, so that's what's happening at the cosmic level. At the individual level, do you know your heart beats over 100,000 times a day? 100,000 times a day? 100,000 times a day. If you do the math, if your heart beats at yeah. any beats a minute, beats over 100,000 times oh, wow. a day. Oh, wow. So in 10 days, you've had over a million heartbeats. <laughs> My dad died at a no. at, at 100 years of age. He had over 3, I think, over 3.5 Billion, billion heartbeats. Now, unique ones. <clears throat> unique heartbeats. Each individual heartbeat. The ability for you and me, to ex- for our lungs to extract yeah. oxygen from the air and literally feed and nourish every cell in our body is because the Lord Jesus underwrites that. It's not because we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Right. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, and one of the ways we are that way is that he sustains, he sustains us, us by the word of his power. I can do nothing with my next breath, I can do nothing with my next heartbeat unless the Lord Jesus and under, underwrites it. that. he keeps it. He sustains all this, and he sustains, what he sustains in you, he sustains in me. Your ability to be able to hear my voc the, these noises coming out of my vocal cords and interpret through my mouth and interpret in your ears through your auditory canal and your yeah. auditory nerve and make sense of speech yeah. is because he underwrites that by the word of his power. Which is it's kind of like, <laughs> Okay, I gotta lie down now. Yeah <laughs> Because <laughs> that's because just phenomenal to think about. Yeah. And and we take the stuff for granted, and we get in our cars and drive to yep. all that stuff. is but gravity that keeps the vehicle on the road. Is because he sustains it by the word of his power. It's right out of Colossians two. All things, all things are, are, in are created him. by yes, him by and for him, him. And, and in, and in him. him they all exist. Okay, it's, it's kind of kind of yep yep yep. Okay, so not only is this going on sort of at the cosmic level, yes. the whole earth level, but then but the nature of the significance of who you are to him. Is not duplicated in anybody else. So we can use your irises to identify you. Your dental bite. Yeah. We can use your voice. We can do a voice spectrograph and get and distinguish your voice from every other man on the planet. We can look at your DNA. We can look at your fingerprints, and we can distinguish you, Matthew, from every other human being on the planet. Seven billion people. Seven point four. Seven point four. Three seven 7.4. And I look at that and I go, okay, so when, this, when when that line comes up, the death of man is the loss of a universe, the Lord Jesus is sustaining you in your universe, and he is intimately acquainted and intimately aware of what your experience is, which, <laughs> means, which means you have phenomenal value and significance to him. You're not, you're not just random. We're not just random individuals. We intrinsically <laughs> have this power and this this significance to the Lord Jesus because there's nobody else on the planet like you. And there's an expression, God is so good, he's so big, he's so incredible that he really needs you to be walking in close tightness with him so that the full measure of the expression of the flavor of the Lord Jesus through you is expressed. It's the reason why abortion, it's the reason why murder... Are such big deals, because there's an aspect, there's an expression of the Lord Jesus that is just not revealed. Just, yeah. So the intrinsic value of who you are is it, it literally it knows no your intrinsic value has cost the father his son. Hmm. And and it is it's it's mind-boggling to think of that level of of relationship and significance that you, Matthew, personally yeah. have to the Lord Jesus. And every other individual on the planet has the same value, unique, significant, precise, prescribed value on the basis of who that person is. Everybody has that value. And one of of the ways that we know this is because the core of who you are is your heart. The core of who we are is, is, is in our hearts. And it's one of the things that I believe is up for contention. I believe it is up for contention within my field. Uh, I believe it's also incredibly poorly understood within evangelical Christianity, particularly. And the individuals that have such a high, high view of Scripture tend to have a low view of the value of of man, of humanness. And uh, Jesus was raised bodily from the dead. He wasn't just fear. right. He was raised bodily from the dead. There's a man in the Trinity at this point, which has got to be dumbfounding if we want to think about that. But if we take it a step further and we think there's a man in the Trinity because and Jesus was raised bodily from the dead, so there is no inability or there's no prevention from him being able to identify with everything that we go through.
0: I want to clarify really quick because yes. we talked the sp- the physical heart. But have we moved to the spiritual heart, which there's connection, but we are talking about there's a spiritual oh, yes. heart. And that's what you're yes. talking Can you give just a quick, when we talk about the heart, how do you define that part, that place? It's the, this intimate, but how do we, how do we
1: use that? How would I'm, you say that? I think it's inseparable from the personality. I think it's, I think it's, it's all connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. The Greek process sort of Truncates yes. and separates things. Right. Does what's known as the Greek dualism. Yeah. Puts the body as bad and the spirit yep. is good. Makes this artificial distinction that the scriptures don't teach. But when the when the scriptures teach, when, when Samuel anoints um, David to be king, he just says, but man looks at the outward appearance yep. and God looks at, Look at the heart. The scriptures say, these. And God is saying, these people confess me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. That it, even right in the very beginning when he gives the instruction, love your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. He's making distinctions between those things. They're not all the same. Yeah. They're all within us. But yeah. They're not the same. So the issue of the heart is, is I think, at the very intrinsic, very core. Um, Sam, in a moment of, of particular weakness, made a comment one time <laughs> that I thought was brilliant. <laughs> okay. His comment was, that, that the heart is actually the go-between, yeah. between the soul of man and, and the, the spirit. spirit of man. And that's kind of picture-wise. Picture yeah, wise. it's the end. It's, the, it's at the very intrinsic core. It's really good. And sometimes within the uh, the sort of the Greek philosophy and the way we would define things, there is no scriptural support for the uh, for what we look at as the love languages. We've bought the love languages and everybody, yeah. and they make sense. And I'm not so sure, sure there's anything in Scripture that disagrees with them. But it's almost like they're equivalent with scriptures. because right. They're not, but they, they do make sense. Yeah. The same thing happens when we define body as the five yeah. senses, the soul yeah. as the mind, will, and emotions. Yeah. And then the spirit is the activity yeah. of the spirit and the, and, and the uh, intuition and, yeah. um, and conscience and gifting. But the my will and emotions—none of that is ever defined in Scripture as that's the definition yep. for soul. And the problem with that is getting back to the issue of the emotions. The emotions are stuck under the soul, yep. which is part of the body because we experience our emotions yep. physically, which is under the Greek's definition of what's bad. And that the Hebrews never made that separation, but the Greek, the linear Greek okay. thinking did. So the so the emotions are shoved off to the side under the okay. guise of being connected with the soul, which is bad, and the spirit, which is good, which is not, that's not biblical. It's not biblical. But it's but it's what much of what North American and evangelical Christianity has sort of postured on. And the problem with that is, okay, and I believe this is up for contention, the reason this is so significant is if we look at the scriptures, the heart of the Lord Jesus is revealed in so many of the things that he did. What moved him was not his thinking. It wasn't his thinking. Right. And the reasons that way is because the Father's intent was to describe and articulate and exegete his character in his son. And and through the heart. And and, and if we remove the heart of the Lord Jesus, then then I believe we have we we literally have nothing um, but the law. And Jesus said, I came, I came not to abolish the law. (laughs) I came to fulfill, fulfill what the law could not do. The law couldn't give us heart. Yeah. What it gave us was conviction.
0: Commands. Oh,
1: it, it commands and convictions. It gave us black yeah. and white, it gave us rules. Jesus wasn't moved by rules, he was moved by his heart. Yeah. I mean, there were so many things, situations, and circumstances, we see him literally furious and, and, and enraged with what's going on in the, in the temple courts. But the reason he was enraged was because he's saying, this this commerce that you guys are doing is two things. One, it's commerce in the house that's supposed to be a house of prayer, which is relationship, which is connection, which is you being at peace with God. But he also was furious that they had monetized the process, the only process that was in place for, for forgiveness of sins. They had monetized yeah. that. How, how do you do something that's fundamentally a spiritual construct and bring it down into money? You cannot do that. Yeah. That was that was what was so, right. so intensely upsetting for him. So I look at Jesus and he's thoroughly, he's furious and enraged. That's really high on the intensity scale. And then we see him bark at the disciples and say, don't let don't prevent the right. little ones coming to right. And he's sc- yeah. scooping the little ones up in his arms, and he's blessing the kids. He's kind of like, can you imagine what that child's life would be like after? Adding value, spoken, wasn't he? Spoken, wow. spoken to him. The individual wow. the individual blessing that Jesus, because it wasn't a generic, you no. Know, it wasn't a, yeah. may the road rise to meet you. It wasn't one of those. It was, it was he would have been speaking specifically to that child. You, took, you look at the disciples. And he has an individual relationship with John, who, who knows, yeah. knows, John knows that Jesus loves him. Individual relationship with each of these guys, but he knows them. He knows their hearts. He knows what, what's in them. So this whole role of the emotional experience. There's fourteen hundred human emotions. Fourteen
0: hundred emotions. I've heard you say that.
1: I love that because because if we understand one of the components that allows there to be fourteen hundred human emotions is there's a level of intensity. If I'm if I'm bugged by something, then it's in the realm of anger. But it's it's kind of yeah, yeah, it's just an irritant. But for me to be matching Jesus' intensity, which I, I'm never going to do, but to match the, the, the him being enraged and furious mm-hmm. at the individuals in the temple, it's kind of like, the reason that's a higher level of intensity is because it's more important than me being mm-hmm. bugged about a yeah. parking spot, right? Right. Okay. So part of what those 1,400 human emotions clarify is the level of intensity of the emotional experience, which gives us enormous information. The emotions in general are data, they're information. Okay. They are, they're kind of like what happens when food has no salt yeah. in it. We can eat it and, and the flavors are there, but we put the salt in and it's something some happens. Flavor. Oh, something happens that clarifies the whole meal at that point in time. If we take salt out of everything, including oatmeal, it just doesn't, it doesn't okay. do it. So the emotions are this enormous source of incredibly essential valuable data. Unfortunately, where there has been excessive emotion, the baby has gone out with the bathwater, yeah. and particularly within evangelical Christianity. We want to we want to keep the emotions in check because otherwise, if we don't keep the emotions in check, they're just going to lead me to sleep with my neighbor. Right. Okay. And he's a nice guy. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's just kind of, and and it's, just, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because what it means is, and I believe this is part of the area that's up for spiritual contention, if we don't lay hold of the emotional component, if we don't get a hold of the emotional nature of who the Lord Jesus is, then I just don't think we can understand who we is. I don't think we understand his motives. I don't think we can understand who he can literally sit, and be reclining at table at Simon the leper's house. He's not supposed to be there, number one, right? Right. Because Simon's a leper. Right. Unless he's healed him. Okay. And the Pharisees are watching. And Mary comes in, who has been forgiven just volumes, yep. and literally washes. Jesus' feet. Jesus' feet. And Jesus literally receives the worship from her in a way that honors and values who she is and what she's doing. I don't have a grid. I don't have an emotional grid for Jesus' emotional experience of receptivity to that level of honor. I don't don't know how he does that and sits in absolute composure and receptivity and receives, to the nth degree, the intensity of her worship. Amazing.
0: So let me help understand. Okay, so we yeah. have society that's society and the church that's downplaying emotions, kind of with our Greek thinking. Yes. And we elevate thinking in the mind. Yes. That's Re- one thing. Reasoning. Yes. yes. But then, then the other behind the scenes, what's happening? We have a very real enemy. Yes. And he's trying to keep you cut off from your value in this cosmic picture we painted right he's trying to cut me off and so then he is attacking my heart my emotions oh, there's wounds right yeah. so there's I'm, I'm bombarded just by society in general the thinking yes so i don't even have a grid that i can be emotional correct and then the, the enemy for sure has brought wounds i mean we all have that don't we absolutely so absolutely. in your practice and as a pastor just mm-hmm. let's Cut, finish our podcast, a couple thoughts. How do I start engaging my heart with the Lord Jesus
1: Christ? By knowing, by knowing and understanding yeah. that the emotions are there. They are, they are the essence of how I find out who I am. Okay. Now, not everything that I feel is based in reality. Because you said it's,
0: it's data, right? Yeah, Some yeah, data. It's
1: really important data. But if I, if, I don't, if I believe in my heart that Jesus doesn't love me, I can have the feelings that go along with that. That doesn't mean that's true. Right. It just means that's what I feel. And if I'm able to recognize I really yep. feel that Jesus doesn't like me and doesn't love yes. me, now I've got to go back and say, that's not what Scripture says. The Word of God says this. There's a discrepancy here between what I'm feeling and what the truth is. And if if that's the case, if that's the case, then I can count on the fact that something's going on with me at the emotional level that leads me to a different conclusion than what the scriptures are saying. Right. And so the progressive, there's not progressive revelation about scripture. There's certainly progressive progression in my revelation of what the scriptures say. And so if there's a discrepancy here then I, I absolutely have to go, Lord, work with me with this so that what I'm believing, what I, what I feel, actually matches what the truth is. Because if you say you love me and that's not what I'm feeling, then, Lord, do the work in my heart. Amen. Do what has to happen to me to help me understand why I wouldn't believe that. Because it's a lie. It's a lie. Steal, steal, kill, and destroy is what the evil ones come. I think he steal his, his attempt is to steal, kill, and destroy my revelation of the Lord Jesus and His affection for me
0: and that unique glory of oh, who you are. Right? He, he wants glory. you cut. It's that cut off from the universe.
1: Absolutely. Which which every individual. This is the reason why this is so important. The reason why it's up for contention. This is part of the battleground. If each follower of the Lord Jesus understood. That they are that intrinsically valued and intrinsically important and intrinsically expressing uniquely an aspect of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, I think it would get away. It would it would remove competition and it would remove comparison. Amen. And it would remove distance. It's kind of like, like remove distance. I think it would break down the every barrier,
0: the, all, well, all all of that, it, right? All that.
1: So the individual, whether they know the Lord Jesus or they don't know the Lord Jesus, the intrinsic nature and value of them as an expression of the king of kings who made them grants them inestimable value.
0: It's amazing. What I hear you saying, I mean, I'm just, we haven't even talked about this really, but I'm just thinking this is the essence of what it means to be made in the image of God. This is is it, isn't it? um, And um, to see um, every person is that way.
1: Each person has that each person has that value. Each person is, as a human being. Has that value to God as a human? I think much of evangelical Christianity has a really, really good grip and good grasp on the deity of Christ right. Jesus. I think we stumble over his humanity. Right. I think we, I, I, we're not, not not quite so comfortable yeah. with Jesus being a man. We like him being God because it's kind of yeah, cause he, cause yeah. He kind of. But because he's really good, right, right. But the idea of Jesus being a man, of knowing in the the struggle, the difficulty, the the challenge, he loses his dad somewhere. After the age of 12, between 12 and 30, Joseph is never on the scene again. And there's only one or two explanations. Either he, either he dies, yes. or as my good friend Nasser says, there is a, um, there's a, a legend within, or a belief within <clears throat> the Middle East, that, that Joseph left the family because he couldn't manage the shame of having, having had an, in, the, in effect, yep. an illegitimate child.
0: So, so we don't know, we but, know, but he was a there was a there was he's a gone. breakdown of the Father, his Absolutely. earthly father, his
1: earthly father. So when we talk about wow. Jesus being a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief,
0: he understands
1: he, to the yeah. nth degree, he understands what the wow. emotional experience is of these things, which means which means he's not afraid my emotional experience he's not afraid of that at so all. jesus
0: had 1400 emotions he, he dealt with them yeah, absolutely did. Obvi- let me just understand yes. the god of the universe created yes. the emotions yes. that so we can first say emotions aren't bad because no. god created them no but not only that his own son pretty amazing oh, No. <laughs> it's just all. i'm just yeah my mind's blown but he had to carry those 1400 emotions Yes. and yes. he carried them yes. perfectly yes yep right yes. never no. out of bounds he showed us. He demonstrated.
1: Well, wow. It's, well, it's, it, in some respects, it, in some respects, in some respects, I'm not so sure that's accurate. Okay. Because I don't know. There's a perfect way of carrying the emotions. Well, sure. In the same way that Jesus didn't have the perfect personality. This is one of that's the fallacies. okay. This is one of the fallacies of, of of evangelicalism. Is that we we have because of our borrowing from. From Hollywood and are borrowing right. from the business model, we have this status associated with individuals who exercise that one particular gift on Sunday, and and that becomes our model for. That's our mature. model for. That's that's, and that's the that's mature just not believer. Right. It's kind of like, no, who you are as a mature believer has to be d- identified and, and determined. Unique. Yes, actually, it's got to be unique huh. because God's not stuck in boxes. Right. I mean, he, the. the um, the, the parallel, interestingly enough, is in Genesis 2-9, where it says, And God made every tree in the garden. He placed man in the yeah. garden where God made every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. Right. What? He made our tree. I mean, he, he be the tree. Yes, 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 yes. So, so the tree is an expression of, of the heart and the character and the, the and creativity and the beauty and the, the just the excellence of his of his nature is revealed in a, in a tree. And it's good for food. But I look at that and I go, he, if if he's doing that with a tree, for goodness sakes, How much a tree more? has no soul. Yeah, a tree has no personality. What has he done with Any you? Much. Amen. This is. It's just this it's explosion of his character and his nature in you. And it's exactly the same for the other 7.4 billion people on the planet.
0: Everybody has value, identity, oh, their their emotions.
1: To, to everybody has the value of the king of kings because he laid down his life for the whole world. It's as if he did it individually. <laughs> He lays his life down for each person because each person has the intrinsic value. Because we're made in his image and we have that value, that significance to him. It's just, it's
0: wild to think about. And so then as believers, to lost people or people are broken, that's what we get to do by, I mean, a simple emotion is loving. We just
1: love. Well, 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 the underlying component of loving somebody is acceptance. For who they are. We just accept them. We just, just, they, they are who they are. In some, in most respects, people are doing the best they've figured yeah. out. And some of the stuff that's our best is like pretty, pretty pitiful. Right? It doesn't it's matter. Just, it's just who we are. I still have. I still have. I may be stumbling and bumbling and and falling short in in all these areas. And Jesus isn't put off by that. While we while we were yet sinners, Christ. He laid his life down for us. He knew what's in the heart of man. Yeah. And it did not it does Matthew, it doesn't deter him oh, from his man. affections in any way. He's not put off. When when Paul makes this really interesting statement, three times I sought the Lord and asked him to get rid of this footthorn thorn in the flesh, and the Lord said, No, my grace is sufficient for thee, for, for thee, for me, and my strength is made perfect in your weakness, so I'll boast of my weaknesses. Part of the reason that is just such a giant, yeah. giant revelation is because if I understand that I can embrace my weaknesses, that I come to Lord Jesus in my weaknesses, I finally come to him on the basis of the contract that he's made with me. He's loved me, period. He's loved me to begin with. It's never been on my merit. It's mm. never been on anything. He's ever. always loved no, just for who I am. No, no, no. He's, he's always right. intrinsically loved who I am. So when I come with my weaknesses, it's kind of like, finally, we can set that aside. This isn't about your performance at all. This is just about the fact that I love you. And the more you are aware that I love you, the more you can love me. And I just want to pour out my heart and show you. It, it doesn't mean that I don't have responsibilities. Right. It doesn't mean I don't have things to do. It's just that the fundamental nature of his heart being yes. knit with mine and me pursuing his heart. Not his hand. I want to pursue his heart. If I get his heart, that's the essence of discipleship. If I get his heart, then I get him.
0: And so that's the revelation this Mary had. She was overwhelmed. And she she just wanted to do everything she could. And she was undignified. She didn't worry about what
1: it looked like, did she? Completely. Completely undignified. Same way David was undignified. As he danced danced, with all his might. With all his might. Because nothing exists except for the The worship of God.
0: And then the Lord is so worthy to receive. Okay. Amazing. Well, this is fun. I'm gonna look forward to this conversation with you. We have just unpacked
1: have just about
0: one ounce. Cool. That's just yep. starting. We're gonna keep going. I love these words, value, the emotions. We want to unpack that. Brock, can you just pray? Um, for those that have listened, just sure. pray. I just feel, yeah, we all are attacked about this, Always. our value. And let's just Always. pray. I just feel the Lord wants to um, yeah, I'm I'm just touched my own heart. And, um, and just feel, yeah, for those you've, you've watched or you listen. And yeah, I'm, I'm praying that just listening to these words, you've been undone a little bit about the heart that the Lord has. But Brock, just pray into that, just that our listeners would understand the heart of Jesus for
1: them. Father, we come in the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm the one who so freely mm-hmm. gave everything. To redeem us, to buy us back. Not, Lord, not just to satisfy your requirement, but also because of his love and affection for each one of us individually. Father, I ask that the confusion around these things, which is always the evil one's intent, Father, I ask that you would, that you would literally clear away the fog that surrounded the issue of our emotional side and our hearts. Father, that you would connect our hearts with the truth of your scriptures, with the truth of the heart of the Lord Jesus. Father, I ask that you would disciple us into the heart of your son. For we know, Lord God, if we are in the heart of the Lord Jesus, if we are connected Hmm. with his heart, all the theology will follow after that. Amen. So Father, I ask that the confusion, that the distress, that the the troublesome nature of emotional experiences that all of us have experienced, that Jesus experienced as well, Father, I ask for you as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, I ask for you to make sense of what seems like confusion. I ask, Father, for you to remind us of the significance and the connection of our emotions to the very core of our being, from which will flow rivers of living water, say your scriptures. But Father, where there's confusion and chaos about the heart, our hearts, about our emotional experience, I ask for you to bring the stillness and the calmness, just like you stilled the storm. Give us clarity, Lord Jesus. Give us an appropriate, healthy relationship with this really significant aspect of our humanity that you laid your life down for. Father, where there's confusion, bring clarity. Where there's turmoil, bring calmness where there's suspicion, Father, I ask for you to return trust in your goodness and the way you've made us in your image. There's more, Lord. There's more to you. There's more to your heart. There's more to your goodness. There's more to your love and affection. There's more, Lord God, to your love and affection than we've laid hold of so far. So walk us into the fullness, the full revelation of your heart for us in the name of the Lord Jesus.
0: Amen. So good. I you're praying just the uh, that word confusion you prayed into, and just that may we return to the simplicity of the song Jesus Loves Me. (laughs) This This I I know. Yes. For the Bible tells me so. That's exactly right. So just praying for those of you who listen with just have a simple revelation in the the midst of pain, suffering, confusion that Jesus loves you He's for you. (gasps) Amen. Completely. Completely. Amen. Okay, come back, Brock. I will. My pleasure. Okay, blessings. (laughs)